Looks like my mic decided to mute itself, so that's awesome. Can you guys hear me now? Let me know if you guys can hear me. If you can, someone give me a thumbs up or let me know in the chat if you guys can hear me now. Looks like the mic was acting a little dumb. Can you guys hear me now? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Awesome. Sorry, my mic, it looks like my mic had a little bit of an issue there. Had It looks like things unplugged a bit, got it plugged back in. We are doing good now. Welcome in, David. Good to see you guys. Thanks. This is my wife, y'all. The queen is in the building. Thanks for the heads up and letting me know. Awesome stuff. As I was saying before, apparently, uh, without my mic working all the way, 
You guys know who I am. If you don't know who I am, you're about to find out. I am Jay, a.k.a. The Moderate Texan, as it says there. Underneath my name, right there, you can see that uh, it has my uh, Twitter handle there. That is the at moderate underscore Texan. Go ahead and follow me there. If you're not following me already, don't really post that much because I'm not on social media that much, but you can hit me up in all the under Texans Twitter. You can DM me if you like, follow me there. It's fine. I, I'm always looking for conversation and that's what we do here. We try and bring you right back to the middle by bringing you the facts. We bring you the film. We bring you all the information. Have a good old fashioned time. We have a lot of fun. Um, so go ahead, feel free to, to message me there. You can also see Exo's information down below. That is, uh, I believe he is at that guy, JJ underscore. Feel free to message that, and that's in the description. You can also see that we also this also is a podcast, so it will be posted on uh, all, where all podcasts go. Feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. Let me know what you guys want me to cover, since you guys couldn't hear me before. Let me know what you guys want me to cover. Film is film. It's a lot to go through. It's pretty dense. But if you guys let me know what you want me to look for, if you want me to look for certain players, certain play types, certain coverages, certain uh, runs, certain certain anything, let me know. I'll focus on that and we can get that information out. We're here to have conversation and I'm not here to give you, I'm here to give you my opinion a little bit, but at the end of the day, let's have conversation. Let's get down to the truth. As always, I like to ask what you guys want me to pray for. If there's anything you need me to pray for you for, go ahead and put that in the chat, in the comments. You can email it if you want it to be more private, put it in the DM. If you just need somebody to talk to for anything, feel free. I'm right here for anybody. All right. With that, you guys can see down below the order of operations here. If you haven't been on the channel before, you guys know that I like to do something called a quick side. note. This is where I kind of take a little bit of time, just talk about something else outside of sports or football or anything in general. Um, I think indeed does play a good amount of cover three. I think that's they they run it the most in the league, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, quick side note here. So one of the things I wanted to really talk about is it is the new year. We've, we have crossed over from the year of 2023 into the year of 2024. 2023 was a really good year for me. It was, it, it held a lot of blessings. I got a new job, um, new opportunities, a whole bunch of new stuff happened. And because of that, it became a little stressful in life. Um, what does that mean? Does that mean that I'm crazy? Does that mean that, that my mental health went down? No, it doesn't. What it means is that I get to tell y'all, feel free in any situation. If you guys feel overwhelmed in anything, go get the help. Shut down if you need to. Go just relax. Brain dump. Do whatever. Whatever you need to do, to get yourself right, go do it. Because I would rather have you seclude yourself and get yourself right for a day and a half and not hear from you than never hear from you again. Or hear that you've done something that's 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 irreversible. Um, not saying that I've ever struggled with anything like depression or anything like that, but I will say for those who are going through stressful times, because 2024 is a new year, sometimes new years mean new stressors, stressors you weren't ready for, and it starts to get you off a little crazy, feel free to take that break, y'all. That's the quick side note for today. Y'all know what time it is. 
it is time to do what we do best, and that is jump into the film. Now, today we're going to be dealing with three games worth of film. I have about 14 to 15 plays that we're going to be looking at. Um, so let's take a look here. Let's get up in here and let's share this. All right. First game, uh, like I said, you guys can see in the video, it is through it is week 15 through 17. Obviously, we know what happened. The Titans decided they wanted to try and disrespect us and wear Houston Oilers jerseys, paint the field like they're the Oilers, go crazy, act stupid. You know what happened. We saw the game, but we're going to take a look at some plays here and kind of show things that the Texans can do better. Or that they did really, 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 really well. What's up, Joey? Hey, it's the guys from Texans 22. I don't know who's running the account. It might be Leo. It might be VT. But it, it doesn't matter who it is. Go check these guys out. They put, put fire content out. I believe they put it out every Tuesday, every Sunday before the game and after the game. Feel free. In this case, I'd probably be Saturday before the game and Saturday after the game. Feel free to follow them. Like, comment, subscribe for them as well. They do awesome work. They kill it out there. And also feel free to go watch Leo's videos that he's got on that channel. They do a lot of, uh, they, they've put out a really good series on uh, the defense and what's going on there, as well as uh, how to build a really good offense. Go watch that stuff. Really intriguing information, especially if you want to learn football. I want to learn what the Texans are trying to do and what we can do to get better. All right, let's jump into this play. Let's see what's going on because I've forgotten because I haven't slept very well, but we're, we're going to see what this play is. Ah, all right. Off the jump, I see what's going on here. How you doing, Arthur? Good to see you, man. So let's go back. Let's watch this again from the wide view. All right, from the jump, what we're seeing here, it's like cover two, cover two man, something like that, but it turns into an inverted cover two. The, the wide receivers take the safety spots and the safeties jump down, and they have the underneath coverage there. You guys can kind of see that here if you want to kind of see what, what I mean by that. Let's look at it here so you guys can take a look. So you guys see that both Steven Nelson and Derek Stingley, they take over while Jalen Petrie and Jimmy Ward stay underneath. So that inverts, right? Normally the safeties would be the deep coverage, but in this time, the corners take that deep coverage and the safeties come down. So we've got that inverted cover two happening here. We've got over the top coverage here. I think this is Traylon Burks. I think uh, it's hard to read the number for, for me right now, but I think this is Traylon Burks. We can see that Traylon Burks gets open. And the reason being, Stingley passes off, similar to what Nelson does. You see Nelson passes off, and then we have Petrie, who goes and takes this receiver here. So he takes him and stops him where he's at. Good play by Petrie. And then he follows him. But what Ward does is kind of gets rooted there like a tree, and you guys can kind of see it. I'll pause it on that spot here. He's kind of just rooted there. You see how Petrie's ready to kind of turn, do what he needs to do. He attacks, and then Ward just kind of lets his guy run by him. That's how this catch gets open. I know there were some people who were talking about, oh, this is on, on Stingley. No, he passed off. He passed this off to Ward, and this was Ward's responsibility at this point. And you can see he's just not ready. He's flat-footed, and he gets run on right there. It, it's If he's even, he's leaving. 
it's unfortunate. I mean, you can see it right there, right? He's he's not ready. You see how Petrie kind of is back there and he kind of attacks at the point of his break. He never breaks on this side. He just keeps going. And Ward isn't prepared for it. And that's where that catch comes from. Stingley or, or Nelson on the other side isn't ready for it. And you can see because he kind of slips, he's going back to his spot. And he's like, oh, oh, he's not ready. This is one of those plays where you can begin to see where we are needing safety help absolutely, right? You can see it from the jump. And, and not saying we have bad safeties, but what we do have, and this has been an argument that's been happening on Texans Twitter for a while, what we have is not a true free safety or two true free safeties. We have two strong safeties, two box safeties. That's what Ward is. He's a box safety, a nickel, right? You don't want him playing out up top all the time like that. And you don't want Petrie doing that either. Petrie, his entire career has played star. He was a star safety in, in uh, Baylor. And at his best, he was used as star safety here in Lovey Smith's system. But now we're asking him to be a free safety or a strong safety. It's not like, that's not really his role. Got to put him in the box. Got to kind of keep him in that role that he was in college so he has the best chance for success. That's why this play broke down, and we've seen it all throughout the season. So let's move on to the next play. Let's get some stuff going. All right, we can see we're on the other side of the field here. It's like another quarter. And hello, Alabama to Alabama. So Alabama crime going on here, not that other kind of crime. Y'all know what type of crime I'm talking about. This is... Two players out of Alabama, Derrick Henry, who has dominated the league and is bigger than this dude. I mean, you can see it when they stand up. It's crazy. Christian Harris is nowhere near the size of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a man among men. And Christian Harris reportedly tells him there, I played at Alabama too. Since Christian Harris got benched earlier in the season. What we can see is that he has been playing like a man on fire. He's been our best coverage corner outside of Blake Cashman. He's been the fastest, or not corner, uh, linebacker, coverage linebacker. He's been able to cover wide receivers. He's been able to cover tight ends. He's been able to limit run game. He's played at an insane level, and he's done it on all sides of the field. You can see him start to get stuff. You can see him start to be able to call stuff out, and he's starting to get it. It's starting to click. Look how quickly he diagnoses what's going to happen here with Derrick Henry. He gets out there. As soon as he catches the ball, he's on him. He drives him back violently. That's what we haven't seen one-on-one -on -one from any linebacker in a long time here at US, uh, at, at Houston. There hasn't been this type of play. We haven't seen this, where a linebacker goes in and drives Derrick Henry back six yards, tackles him, crawls away, talks trash to him. This is a whole new difference, ladies and gentlemen. Houston, I don't know if you know it yet, but this is not the same team we've seen over the last three years. This is a different era. We got C.J. Stroud. We got Will Anderson. We got D'Amico Ryans. This team is walking around with swag. They're walking around with purpose. They're walking around angry, and you can see it. We're not gone to the days in which Derrick Henry runs on us for 250 yards, where he racks up 300 total yards of offense. 
the Texans were ready. We were upset. We were mad, and we were ready to take them down. This is what we're. This is what we're getting used to. We're able to beat bad teams without the rest of our team here. Let's get to play three here. And this, this is the problem with Jalen Petrie. In the chat, go ahead and y'all tell me what do you guys think is like what do you guys think of Jalen Petrie's play this year? Let's get that going in the chat. Tell me what you guys think. First and foremost, we can see on this play, Jalen Petrie gets beat badly. Luckily, he gets back in time. But let's stop it here. You guys already see that DeAndre Hopkins hasn't made a move that tells us that he's going to cut. He's still going forward. And I guess just the look back makes Petrie think that he is going to go forward. And this has happened several times throughout the season. What he's done is he continues to bite on a terrible head fake because that's what that was. It wasn't anything else but a head fake. I mean, let's look at it again. He doesn't make a move. He kind of slows down, puts, a, puts his head aside, and then starts running, and Petrie bites on that. Why does he bite? He's a ball hawk. He wants to go for the ball. And I agree with, you know, the Texans 22 account here. He's been misused. I think at least he's been misused. And because he's been misused, he continues to get hit with stuff like this. Now, he goes back and makes a great play here. Hopkins drops the ball. And thus, this play ends up being a good play. But in this case, come on, man. You can't let this keep happening, Petrie. It's been happening all year. All year. And I don't know what he expects Nelson to do. And I'm going to be honest here. What the heck is Nelson doing here? This is also something that has been kind of interesting to me. I don't know what Nelson's doing here. This is one of our captains. Now, I won't ever say take money out of a player's pocket, but I do want to know what he's doing. Who is he guarding? Who's he helping? There's nobody there. The route, there's only two routes over here. King takes his route to the outside and he's got that covered. There's double coverage down here, coverage down here, coverage over here. The only person that needs help is Petrie here. And Nelson kind of just runs the hash on the outside. Now, I don't know what his coverage is supposed to be and what he's supposed to be doing, but it does beg the question. There's no, there's nothing else for him to cover. Why doesn't he help up here? Questions, questions. While we're going through this, go ahead and let me know, guys, what you guys think of Steven Nelson's play. What you guys think of the secondary play going forward here? Or as, as a whole, what do you guys think of the secondary? Let me know what you think of Stingley. Let me know what you think of Ward or, De in this case, DeAndre Houston Carson. Um, and, St and and Steven Nelson and Desmond King. We'll go with that as well. And then also let me know what you guys think of the linebacker. Let's go ahead and move forward. Let's go to this next play. All right. It's been all defense and the defensive show. And what I want you guys to see here, and I'm going to kind of pause it at the top, right? As the sack happens here, great sack, great rush by the defense. But you guys can see the sack has happened. The, 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 the pockets collapse. Great getting to the quarterback by, um, by Barnett here. 
But my gosh, lockdown, 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 lockdown. I know I asked you guys to tell me what you think of the secondary, but yeah, and it is patched up. But that's not a secondary to me that looks like they're easily beatable. They locked this down. And they have one, two, three, four, five routes. Yeah. That's 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 crazy. No wonder Will Levis gets sacked here. He gets sacked. Look at look at the 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 way that the edges just get there. They win completely. Look at look at how our DTs push in there, right? This is what we've been looking for, and this is what we need. We need DTs who can collapse the middle so the edges can come in and collapse the pocket, forcing the quarterback to not be able to go anywhere but up and through, and that's where our linebackers take them out. Great play here. Great, great moves by the defense. I really like the rush here. We'll look at it from the – from the the. Uh, let me get to – Look at this. Collins and Heinish push back enough to where really Levis can't step up. And that allows Barnett to continue to power rush through and get that sack. Let's look at that one more time. I think this this is Jerry Hughes here. But look, you see see how, how he's already pushed back. He can't step up this way. Can't really step out over here because this is already kind of getting pushed back. Hynes has occupied this area. The only area he can really go is over here, but the edge is already there. What do you know? He gets taken down. Great play by the defense. Great rush. Really like that. Uh, I do think this secondary is patched up right now. Um, but yeah, it's not our best. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This play is going to make me a little upset, and I'm going to show you why. We're going to watch this a couple of times. Yes, this is the first play from scrimmage from the Browns. I need you guys to understand why I'm so upset here. And then we're going to move forward. All right. So we're starting off. I'm going to pause it right here. You can see that across the top, we have pretty much the same coverage. Now, you guys remember that, that first play that I talked about with Ward? We had that inverted cover two where the safeties stay down. They're underneath, and the corners take over the top, right? So they're taking anything that's up here. They're replacing what the safeties do. If anything goes over the top, that's what these corners are supposed to be taking. And anything that comes underneath, these safeties will cut that off. You can see that we're double covering both receivers, not accounting for anybody else because there's only two men on the route. So let's go ahead and see what happens here, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward it a bit. Let's look at what happens. Petrie, perfect job, takes care of the underneath here. For I think that's Elijah Moore. Stingley has over the top pretty easily. Ward does the same thing. He takes the over the uh, the underneath, but then Nelson is kind of doing nothing kind of just running, and he just watches the play happen. What makes me mad is these are two of your captains. Two of your captains are allowing this to happen. 
Now, I, I, yes, Jimmy Ward was not fast enough. Jimmy Ward couldn't keep up. Jimmy Ward was way out of phase. But this level of slowing down when the ball's in the air, that's unacceptable play. Just doing nothing, letting him catch the ball, where's the effort? Why is Stingley, the corner from the other side of the field, why is he coming over to help out and nearly getting there before you? We know he's hurt a bit. That's cool. I get it. But that's unacceptable. This isn't even like he got beat because he's slow. This is legitimately like he slowed down. He was there. And then you see he slows down when the ball's in the air. Why? Patched up secondary. Linebackers and DB groups need to be fixed. I know there's a good chunk of people who want to bring Nelson back. I don't know. I don't know if you do. He has made some, some not so great plays. This play is allowed because either he's playing injured and can't do what he's doing, needs to do, but I don't, I don't know. And not anymore. I ain't trying to bring this man back anymore. If he's going to keep playing like that, no. If he goes back to how he played the first half of the season, yeah, I'd take it. That? You're just going to sit there and let Joe Flacco drop a bomb on your head for the first play of the game? This is for the playoffs. Come on now. Get to the next play. Oh, we know what this is. There's D'Angelo Ross right there. There's Derek Stingley. Let's look at Petrie. <sighs> Remember in the Titans game, I had told you guys what was happening with Petrie. We've seen it all year. He bites. He bites on the underneath stuff. Why does he bite on the underneath stuff? Maybe that's what he was taught. Maybe it's because he knows he's a star. Like, and not a star like he's a superstar, but like a, a star safety. But come on, in the film, we know we know what Joe Flacco is. Joe Flacco is a gunslinger. He's going to throw the ball as deep downfield as he can. CJ kind of does the same thing, y'all. Sneak peek. CJ looks down the field sometimes to his detriment. But I can kind of get the idea of what Petrie's saying. So I'm going to break this down a bit. I've looked this over with some, some other people. First things first, Stingley has this guy in man coverage. D'Angelo Ross has Amari Cooper in man coverage as well. I think this is Cedric Tillman here. Yeah. Joku is handled by uh, Harris, and then he's supposed to be picked up by To'o right? Yeah, it has to be taught by the staff because all our safeties by hard. That is true. All our safeties do buy it hard. We actually, and you know, it's interesting. Earlier today, I was watching film with Leo from Texan 22. And we were watching the Raiders and they, their safeties are doing the exact same thing, particularly in match coverage. So it leads me to believe, are we in match coverage in cover three? Quite often, right? Uh, and the thing that does make him lead, he's that ball hawk is kind of being a detriment to him. Let's take a look here. So let's kind of pause it here, right? And I'll, and I'll get it. Actually, let me go back a little bit so you guys can see. So 
play starts. We have DeAndre Houston, Carson, Carson down here. Harris, Chips, David, and Joku. D'Angelo Ross has him. He has him. Running back is here. You can see Perryman is going. He's biting hard. He's watching the quarterback and the running back. You can see that's who he's got. And then we have Tooto over here. Now, again, remember I told you the linebackers have to pass off. Sting, look, Petrie's backing up. Uh, I'll kind of show it. Pause it here. He's backed up. He backed up from here. He was here earlier, and he's backed up. We saw Harris call out that Njoku has gone behind him. But Tooto, and you'll see this from the next view, Tooto has bit hard. And it was at this moment he knew he screwed up. Because now David Njoku is running free with literally nothing around him. He's got 20 yards of just green grass and space where nobody can get to him. Now, a normal quarterback, and this is where I think Petrie is in his head. He's thinking too much. And he's wanting to make the play too hard. A normal quarterback throws this ball right here. It's a first down and possibly 15 to 20 yards more because he's wide open. But Petrie reads it and makes a break on it. Unfortunately, he didn't read his scouting report on the 15 years Joe Flacco was in the league. Because if he did, you know Joe Flacco is going to take the deep shot, especially if he has a big, fast, wide receiver it's on the outside, like Amari Cooper. Now, I can understand why Petrie lets this go because he's in phase. D'Angelo Ross is in phase the whole time. If you don't know what that means, in phase simply means he's in his hip. He's right there. He might be a little bit behind, maybe like an inch or two, maybe a foot, but he's there. He's in phase. He's ready to turn and undercut. So maybe Petrie's thinking, oh, he's got this. And so he dives down. Bad move, though, because it is Amari Cooper, and we have seen him tote torches deep. But let's look at it from this angle, and you'll kind of see what I mean. We see here, we got the uh, play action here to Kareem Hunt. We see Perryman bite. We see Harris stay where he's supposed to as he reads the play action. We see per uh, Harris call it out, and we see Tooto saying, oh, no, I messed up. Which leaves Njoku, look, look at this. He's wide open. And if I'm Flacco, I'm throwing it there. That's not what he did. I'm not Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco threw this ball all the way down the field. So, yes, I'm going to admit, because it's true, I believe Petrie, uh, he, he screwed up. He messed it up badly. But I think there are some other factors that are here. One, the linebacker pass off didn't work at all. Two of our linebackers bid on the play action horribly. And while I'm talking about this, if you guys disagree, agree, have other comments that you guys want to talk about, put it in the chat. Let's talk about it. Let's have this discussion because this is something we've been seeing from Petrie all year. We've been seeing him bite down. Why, right? Is it, as, as AD says here, is this taught by the staff? 
for our safeties to bite hard? Is it is it because he's elite and he's just making bad plays? Because remember, he gets benched in this game. Personnel decisions. Is that the reason? Is it because Henry Tooto can't? He's not very good in coverage this year. He's he's a rookie still. You know, not you know, not doing things. Is it because Petrie's football mind is go see ball, go hit ball? Like, is that what he's trying to do? Is it that he forgets to see the entirety of the field? What do you guys think? Because I don't know. I think it may be a mixture of all. But, yeah, as, as again, the Texas 22 account is saying, we don't know the match rules for cover three. But it seems to be more, uh, more so about the seams and flats. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it seems that it is more clo- you know, closer to the seams and flats that they're supposed to take take over. But on this play, he, I think there's got to be a rule breaker that's going on here, right? I know there's rules that apply to coverages. And on here, I think you got to take the rule breaker. This is not your number one corner or your number two corner, your normal starter. You have to take the deep route because you know that this is Amari Cooper. If that ball's thrown, you're deep. Run back. Take that route away. Make Joe Flacco throw that ball to Njoku, and you can go and try and tackle him from a higher position. That's what Petrie, that, that's got to be the rule break. Oh, no, I see that this is broken. And yes, I agree. He's trying to make up for things he sees wrong. I don't know who's running the account, if it's VT or Leo or both. It could be both of y'all. But I don't know. He, it does look like he's trying to make up for things that are wrong because this is wrong. You can't let David and Joku have this much space. That's terrible. Every single one of us in Madden, and I'm going to call cap on you if you say the opposite. If this was in Madden, you're throwing it to David and Joku because this dude's covered. This dude's covered. And your running back is still back here. You're throwing that to the wide open David and Joku. Cap, if you say otherwise. 99% 99% of us are doing that. But Joe Flacco said, I got Amari Cooper. I'm throwing it to him. And there it is. And which is why, a good comment here, which is why he's probably a great as a hook curl or like a cloud defender because he isn't he isn't that bad if he gambles. I would agree. He's got a cloud. He's got a space. Rather than having to cover an entirety entire side or an entire field and make a decision based off of two players that are putting pressure on them. I think that's better for our safeties. Right. I would agree on that. Makes me want to see what we do if, if we can, if we can go dime or big nickel, but it's an unfortunate play. We get a touchdown hit on us. Let's move on to the next one. And we know what happened. So at this point, we're down 14 to zero. But I always like to show love to the special teams. Special teams don't get enough love. Damian Pierce has been chastised and beaten like a redheaded stepchild all year. And while I agree that there are some faults to Damian Pierce, he is not as bad as we are thinking. People are saying he is not dog water. 
I'm, a, I'm here to dispel that rumor today. We're bringing people back to the middle on this. This is beautiful. He reads his blocks. He sets them up. He gets to the hole. He gets outside. And lo and behold, the pigeon-toed running back gets to the end zone. He's a great returner, at least so far. I'm not going to say, you know, he's, you know, perfection incarnate. But he can read. But you have to put him in the right position. AD with the correctness here, special teams demon. But you got to put him in the right position. Damian Pierce is not a shifty back. Everyone and their mother knows it. How do we know? Right here. He doesn't shake and bake anybody. He makes minor cuts to put himself in position. He didn't shake, shimmy, and get out of there. He literally just hit the hole, stepped over, still going north and south because that's his best way to run. It's a hole that's really big and just turns on the speed. There's nothing special he did here except for read, hit the right hole, and here's the thing that he's starting to get better at, setting up his blockers. You'll see it even better here, and this is the last time I'll play it, and we'll move on to the next play. I just We need to inject some goodness from the Browns game. He doesn't sidestep, right? You guys see that. He doesn't sidestep. He just goes through, keeps going, and that's it. It's all north-south. If you want Damian Pierce to succeed in on this team, allow him to go north-south with good blocking in front of him. If that's what's going to save him on this team, then we got to quit asking him to try and do the same things that, they, uh, that Devin Singletary is doing. Devin Singletary is a shifty back. But my favorite two words in football are this, north-south. Don't go east-west. I'm tired of you running sideline to sideline. I need you to get north and south. And that's what Damian Pierce is good at. He's good at going north and south. Don't try and make him shifty. Point him to where he's got to go and get him there. Next play. It's D. Millie, the long neck champion. Uh, our, our faithful backup QB. I think he should have played this entire game, but that's just me. But I want to highlight something here in this game. I know, again, we hate Damian Pierce. People are not liking him. But the reality here is Damian Pierce is still fighting. Regardless of how fans have soured on him, regardless of how the coaching staff is fighting for him, he's still doing this. He's still trying to get north-south. He's still fighting for yards. He's still going to fight. He's going to give you that angry energy. He's angry out there. He's feeling disrespect too, just like us Houston fans. I like it. This play isn't anything special. It's just a catch that gets us a first down. D. Millie to Damian Pierce. But it's the end of the play. It's the effort that I'm looking for. Shout out to anybody who has been calling for effort. And if you guys think that that's something that the Texans need to work on, or if you want to see effort from specific players, put that in the chat. I know for me, I want to see more effort out of our captain, Steven Nelson. Or one of our captains. He's not our captain, but the only captain. 
I want to see more effort out of Steven Nelson. Tell me if there's any player, any other players you guys want to see more effort out of. Let's move on to the next play. All right. That's looky looky here. Let's see what happens. D Millie. Oh, while getting a while getting his feet taken out from under him, all arms touchdown pass to Nico Collins. Accurate. 50, well, not really accurate. It's behind him and directly over the head of the DB. But it's a it's a pass that's catchable by Nico. He goes up, gets it, brings it in, touchdown. And he does it while a man's directly, 37 is hitting him from below. He does it under duress. I know D. Millie has not been our quarterback. He's not been the guy that we like. We're sour. We've soured on him. We, we don't want to see him on the field. We want C.J. Stroud. We want Case Keenum. We want somebody better. But he executed here. We execute. The play is made. People get open. Yep, a guy comes through, but they rushed one, two, three, four, five, six guys on one, two, three, four, five, six on six, maybe six on seven. That's six on seven. 37's unaccounted for. Davis Mills has to get the ball out quick. He has to make a decision fast, and he does. He makes a uh, an accurate throw. He gets it to his receiver, and we get the touchdown. Great play execution. Great separation. Robert Woods is also open in the back of the end zone. Uh, let's see what Dalton Schultz has, if anybody else is open. Uh, Noah Brown is open on the other side and Robert Woods is open there. Great play. Great play. Great play call by Bob Slowick. Great execution by the Texans. All right. Last game, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. CJ is back. Brevin Jordan playing the, the, the role of the fullback. And we got a touchdown right off the rip. Great play. Don't like Darian Gumbawale in there because he is not really a good pass blocking, and you can see why. He's not really good at pass blocking, but Brevin Jordan has quietly had a decent season. He's gone out there, even with Schultz out there, that could have been a false start, and he's made plays. He's made blocks. He's caught the ball. He doesn't really drop it. He's out there doing good stuff. Hey, we got XO in here. I'm going to bring him in. How you doing, XO? Good to see you. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Hopefully everything's going well and a uh, good new year. Indeed, indeed. Hopefully you had a good new year as well. And hopefully everybody else in the chat has had a good new year so far. And so we've been talking a good, a, a good bit. I found a good couple of plays that kind of show what, what, has been going on with with uh, with Petrie and the safeties as a whole. We've seen a lot of biting down, specifically from Petrie, where he bites down on a play, and the play goes over his head. We saw it with DeAndre Hopkins in the first Titans game. We saw it, I think we saw it twice in that game. Um, we saw it in the Browns game on that second bomb. Um, even when it was that inverted cover two, he bites down and doesn't help out like he was supposed to as the safety underneath uh, for uh, uh, D'Angelo Ross, right? And we're trying to figure out why that is. And if you want to go ahead and talk about it while we're looking at this play, we've seen it for a while now. 
if you want to give us your take, if you're if you're prepared for that, um, <laughs> why Petrie may be doing what he's doing. Um, um, one of the reasons why I think that that he tends to bite more and more so often uh, was just due to his safety, uh, I guess, defensive keys. Um, either keying on a tight end, keying on a how a running back slips out, keying on how uh, the right side of the line passes, or is he keying on quarterback eyes? Is he keying on, on uh, receiver concepts? Something along the, something along those keys is causing him to fire or trigger off on certain situations or certain uh, passing scenarios, and that leads to the sort of blunders that we were kind of coming to face. So. A uh, big thing is like, all right, is D'Amico and or is Petrie both actually just allowing? Uh, well, f- for Petrie, is he just allowing his instinct just to come over him? Like, hey, I'm not supposed to do this or this, but I have a feel, and I'm this is how I'm fitting. Or is it due to the fact that, or right, hey, per uh, what is given to me by the, like the defensive play call, this is what I feel. This is how I play. This is how I'm playing it. So I don't know if it's a coaching thing. Like, all right, hey, for these scenarios, these passing out, uh, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm forgetting the, um, uh, I forgot the uh, statement. Is like if you're, if you're, if you're, if you don't allow your teaching it or something like that, or if you, if you allow your teaching it, if you, if you don't want it to happen, uh, you gotta get it out of there. I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm butchering the hell out that little euphemism, but, um. So something along the lines of like, all right, how do they play this, or how do they play these uh, defensive keys, and how they see the uh, offense, or depending on like what they're getting back on film, or does it, how they feel in the game, something is often on that uh, on that tone of like, all right, of how he uh, sees and and um, deciphers the defense. So it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of comments that are from before, like AD said here, uh, you know, it, it, either it's taught by the staff because all the safeties are biting hard. And it's interesting because uh, Leo from Texans 22, he was, and if you guys aren't following him, it's uh, Leo is forgiven on uh, Twitter. Go ahead and give him a follow. Good stuff. Or Brown Chubby Bear for uh, VT uh, from Texans 22. Um, or AD on, on the H-Town Rundown podcast. Go ahead and give them a follow also. Also, um, what we're we're seeing is, it, is it taught by the coaching staff? Because we're also seeing it from the Raiders. The Raiders, we were watching earlier, they had a very similar situation against the Colts where that exact same thing happened. I wanted to call this out because this is a terrible block uh, by Dario Ngubawale. Um, I guess he kind of gets his leg, but it doesn't, I mean, it didn't really matter. Uh, that's why I don't like Dari Gubawale in there for pass blocking. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's, is, is it him thinking too much and trying to go down and make that bite and, and try and get the play? Or is it coaching? Is it a mixture of both? Is it the key telling him, especially in the Browns game, stop David Njoku and Amari Cooper and you see a wide open David Njoku and again, I, as I had said, I'm going to call cap on anybody. I don't, let me go back to the play, actually, uh, real quick. I'm going to call cap on anybody 
who tells me that if they were playing Madden and this exact play came out exactly like this, I'm going to call Cap that you guys don't throw it to, that, that nobody's going to throw it to David and Joku right there. Like, I, almost every quarterback I know, anybody playing Madden right now is throwing this ball to David and Joku. He's wide open. And right now, neither of your corners have beat the, the or neither of your, your receivers have beat the corners. That's not a good throw. Uh, in Madden, it's not if, normal. If, this is Madden. If we're talking Madden, Madden is terrible with the ratio. Oh, okay. We're talking it's, Madden. Yeah. So, but like, you know. it, but if it's you, right, mm-hmm. in that situation, are you throwing deep? I'm Madden. Or in real life, if this is you playing the game right now, are you throwing deep when you see your tight end this wide open? Um, depending how good my arm is, I probably would try to like dark that bad boy in, but it's kind of setting up a hospital ball. So like I understand why, uh, like I understand why he took that shot to uh shot to what's this? This is Amari cool. Cooper. Uh, I see why he took that shot to Amari Cooper. He, he has a step on D'Angelo Russell, uh, uh, D'Angelo Ross, and um, he feels like his receiver is better than our cornerback in that situation. Um, and so, like, yeah, you'll try to – if you have a good enough arm, you can fit it into the Njoku, in and hopefully he's able to brace the impact. Or you take the shot on them. I mean, if you throw it here, there is no way. Like, it's not yeah. like he's, is he good enough to embrace? Like, this is wide open. He's got the ball. But that's what I'm saying. If you, it depends on by the time you get the ball to him. So, yeah. if he gets the ball to him fast enough, uh, you're able to hit in a joker. If not, you could take the shot play since the safety bit so hard. Yeah. Oh, well, not safety. Well, he didn't bit. He went to, that's, that was where he was supposed to go. Like, it's interesting how you can play this as a safety because yes, you can provide safety help with Njoku on the outside. Uh, but you but know how Toto messes up badly. Yeah, there's no underneath help to uh, um, for Njoku, so it puts uh, Petrie in a bind to account for a player in the open. And so, and Toto is supposed to pass off. He's the pass off man. Yeah, so yeah, that's his responsibility on this, like the blue play. Um, so, but it also, it just puts Petrie in a bad situation because he has to dis- uh, decide well, which one is a higher priority taking this crosser route with Najoku or providing safety cover, uh, safety help over top. So it just, it just interesting in that situation. Cause like, yeah, you could, we can, you could say Petrie made the right decision on basically covering over that crosser route because that's what she Technically, he's supposed to do is the most dangerous uh, uh, receiver at that moment. Um, but as uh, what's his name, the quarterback, uh, Joe Flacco, as Joe Flacco said after the game, he's like, Amari Cooper is telling him all game, like, hey, just trust me, throw the ball up, you know, I'm gonna be down there, I'm gonna catch it. So, this is about like this is a little bit ways into the game. So, this is one of those situations where he just had that rapport with Amari, and then he's like, fuck it, he's down there, throw the ball. Yeah. And we didn't really key on it, right? Like we didn't continue to stop that. But let's move on. Let's get off of that. Let's let's look at what we're seeing here. We've got play action and hey, another Crazy. touchdown. Crazy max protection, too. I wonder how long this was. Uh 
You mean the whole one, play is like 30 two, seconds. Two, three, four. Oh, three and a half seconds. Yeah, like, three and a half seconds. Three and a half seconds to get the ball off while getting max protection on only sitting four. Yeah, on seven, right? Like, one, two, three. No, it's, it's just six. But it's still max protection. They kept that tie, that tight end in on the right side. Yeah, yeah, six. So the six, and then we have this wide receiver over here. Oh, he doesn't block. He, he doesn't block. It was just the fact that they still had the, uh, six blocking four, and we were still able to <laughs> turn that play into that. That shit is insane. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But here's the other bit. I'm wondering if Levis gets hurt off of this. So it was actually before that, uh, on the sack, uh, Hughes actually steps on his foot while tackling too. I and I believe from the slow mo on the TV copy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect timing. So picture getting hit and your foot stuck on the ground while you're getting hit. Yeah, that's gonna hurt. And that's what took him out of the game. Took him out of the game, man. Took him out of the game. We get the shimmy, but. Things we want to highlight here. I know we're talking about the the only four rush, and it's they get there in three and a half seconds. But this is Stingley on hop right here. Oh, we said a blitz on that too. Oh, and look, Clamps yeah. McGee. It's it's just Clamps. Nobody's open. They tried to run a pick route. Look, look at this. A little bit, a little bit of cushion on the t- on a on our first break, but he was able to recover, and that's what we know about Derek Stingler. Like he he has some he has some pretty, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty high level uh makeup speed, fortuitous of him. So they did end up sitting five instead of four. I didn't see Cashman uh come in late. Uh, if this is the same play, yeah, it's the same play. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see. Uh, so five versus six, and Still they lost. just they put a tight. So it, was that a tight end or was that a tackle they put in? Love Jerry. Uh, good to see, man. Good to see. You're good to see, where? man. On the outside. So I'm trying to realize: did they put is it a tight end? Yeah, that's a tackle. They put three tackles out there, and the outside tackle could not block 35 year old Jerry Hughes. 36 year old Jerry Hughes. Yep. Yep. It's it the the rush. I know, I know the Titans have, have padded our stats over the last three weeks. You know, we got 13 sacks on them in three weeks, and we've had 14 sacks over the last three weeks, uh, which is the most in the NFL. So, you know, 13 came from one team. I know they're helping to pad our stats. But you're starting to see, even in the Browns game, you are starting to see the line start to be able to make it to the quarterback. They're starting to get there. The pressures, all the stuff that we're seeing at the beginning of the season, it's starting to click. It's clicking at the right time. I appreciate the uh, uh, Tier Tart taking on uh, taking on tooth and still securing the run fit on um, Derrick Henry on short weeks notice. But the crazy thing is, if you go to the like, why we let let it play out, um, the the coverage they rotated into, they gave it like a, a slow cover two, cover three look, or a, mm-hmm. well, cover two shell look, and then rotated out Peachy in there. And um, 
Shout uh, out to Kareem, Kareem Jackson. Jackson. Like this is a sneaky, this is a sneaky little play. Shout Sorry. out to Kareem Jackson because he recognizes D Hop is gonna have the pick route, and see, he, he covers it. Look at a beautiful safety play. Petrie kind of cheats this a little bit. Uh, play it out. Let me see where he landmarks go. Good landmark. Good landmarks. See what happens when people follow the system. They do everything. I mean, he take he tells take that underneath to help. With, with Harris there, just in case that throw is there, he's there as well. I mean, it is what it is. Good to see you, Jerry, though. It's it's good to have you come through, man. You got to talk some you. more. Good to see you, Jerry. Good to see you. All right, all right, all right. We've seen enough of this play. We had a good chunk of fun here. Let's move on. Now, this is where I'm going to be a little bit critical. Be a little bit critical, and I hope you guys can handle it. And, and, and who's that on the ground? Too critical of me. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to keep it in the wide view for a bit uh, because uh, I I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of CJ Shaw. I think he's a top five quarterback, but I think he's a rookie. Still, I mean, I know he's a rookie actually. Uh, and one of the things that rookies have problems with, especially rookies who are extremely talented and like to push the ball downfield is sometimes they miss the easy stuff underneath. And on the ground here, that is mm -hmm. right, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, I think he got uh, tripped up on. Okay, But right here, we can see that CJ is looking down. We'll see it from the, the, uh, the tight view here in a little bit. Um, but Robert Woods is Coming across on the line. Crosser, crosser 10. Yeah. And that's that's a first down. Maybe plus two yards if he throws it here. But that's first down. Take yeah, the first down. And take what the defense gives you. Take what exactly. the defense gives you. But instead, we see a throw down here to Xavier Hutchinson. Now, I like Xavier Hutchinson. I think he's grown a decent amount this year. And he's I can't go, plays for us. Speaking of Xavier Hutchinson, can you go back two plays to that uh, uh, Brevin Jordan um, crosser play? Uh, shout out to Xavier Hutchison uh, for the beautiful mess route he does to trap the safety. Beautiful. Oh, what a beautiful! I knew. I was trying he, to say that earlier, but you was away. on. Yeah, I was trying to say that earlier, but he was he was on a beautiful soliloquy. And but <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to Xavier Hutchison properly running that mess route because uh, look at that beauty right there. And that's like the little things people don't even notice, like what happens on the play. Like how how did Brevin Jordan get this open? Oh. Shout out to the beautiful route, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great play. He takes two guys out of it. We already know that because of this, everybody from here over is already out of the play. They they don't have a chance. So the only ones that had a chance are these guys and Xavier Hutchinson took them out. That is exactly. a great play by the rookie. Um, he might not be getting filling up the stat sheet, but he's making plays there. Um, but the real reason I wanted to, to highlight this play is because – we haven't hit our final form yet. We're still traveling dynamic. Like, we we haven't even seen Super Saiyan yet. We're out here in the first arc with Raditz in Dragon Ball Z, if y'all follow the Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> this is, we're still trying to fight Vegeta before we go back to planet Namek. Like, this is where we are right now. Look at this. 
This is open. This has been open for half the field. Then it feels what 55 yards wide? 50, uh, 55, 55.6, yeah, 3.2, yeah, depending yeah. on where you're playing on. But you know, yeah, it's it. it look at this. Like, now nah, we ain't even in the cell saga. This is we haven't reached that level yet. We this. This is this is Frieza saga Gohan. He hadn't even reached his final form yet. You miss what the it's, defense gave you. Miss what the yeah. defense gave you. Trying to take it deep, man. Because if he was cell saga Gohan, this is it. He's 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 crushing it. This is he's taking this, and we're taking it to the house possibly because I'm gonna back it up and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show pause. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you this from a better angle right here. Look at this stem from Robert Woods. Look, he's already got two yard separation. Take it, go two more clicks. Stop. At that point in time, CJ can square up his body to make that throw. And that's a touchdown. That's why I touchdown. One on one with 24. Because he's got to get here first because zero ain't getting there in time. Again, well, zero, zero's not getting, correct. Zero's not getting there, and Xavier Hutchinson is going to make that block. He's a willing blocker. He's going to make that block. So it's just going to be one-on-one -on -one with 24 in open field. And he, he's the only one that's getting there. I know you guys are going to say 21. 21's already beat. He's out of this play. He's trailing he's the toast. whole time. He's trailing so the whole time. This is a touchdown. At the very least, it's a first down, and we are first in goal. These are the mistakes. The and, and I, I don't want you guys to think I'm saying CJ's garbage here, right? I don't want y'all to think that at all. What I'm saying, and, and this is nitpicky, what I'm saying is that CJ has moments where he misses the easy stuff that would keep the offense on the field. It's been happening all year, right? And these are things that we can fix. These are minor things, and he's getting better at it. He's making better decisions. And he made a lot of good decisions in this game, but this, he has to be better at recognizing this because this is open. This is a good play. This is a play that's got to get made because this, instead of being three points, could have been seven. Let's move on. I think I got one more play after this. Let's see here what's going on. Mm. Hey, can you tell me what that number is? Who Who is that player? Number is it? What number is it? Mm. Mm. Let me give That's you a, a little bit of hint. 12, what was it? 12? 12 he was on the field 12 times? 12 plays. 12 plays. I only gave him 12 plays, and they had to hide, uh, put the horse back in the stable. 12 plays. And on, on this one, he tells. On a bum ankle. On a bum ankle. On this one, he tells a running back, never put a running back on Will Anderson, and a tackle to sit down. That's the that's the first round pick that was picked right before Titus, uh, Titus Howard, Andre Dillard on that play, too. Will Anderson is approaching. Uh, uh, the Android Saga Gohan. Y'all know anything about Dragon Ball Z? Android Saga One Arm Gohan, who was the strongest man alive before he died in, in that Cell Saga and the, uh, the Trunk Saga. Future Trunk stuff going on here. 
That man is, look at him. He's insane. But not as insane as the next play. Come on now. A shout out to the coverage, the coverage group. That's that's two sides of the defensive ball working hand in hand together. The pass rush and the defensive backfield. That's a, that's a beautiful sight to see, fellas. And this is this is what you're looking for for your defense. Look at this, Harris. That kind of gets beat there, but he doesn't have time because you got a our, dude in your face. Our pass rush is there. Our pass rush is there. This is beautiful stuff. Two more sacks breaks the rookie record for the Texans. Uh, uh, owns that outright. Oh, and uh, just a quick fact here: he's already better than Miles Garrett's rookie year. Just that. Damn, Harris did get blessed on that play. Well, that, that's so, just crazy production, but that is crazy. I'm glad he's coming along. He's learning really, really how to finish. Um, earlier in the year, there was moments where it was like, all right, can he put it all together? Can he put all the pieces together? He's able to, he has the power. Sometimes it, this play, you're able to see the speed. Can he get the hands together? Can he get the footwork together? Can he put the whole, all the pieces together? For the whole pu- for the whole puzzle together, well, put the whole puzzle together to show us a, a product that's worth like worthy and deservedly so of that much compensation, like that much to be picked that high in the draft. He's showing, all right, if this is just the back end of his rookie year as he's starting to figure things out, this is his uh, this is his pass pressure style. This is his pass rush style. We already know that he's stout in the defensive uh, run game. And so if he's able to put this total package together, refine his body like the the sky's the limit. Like this guy can be one of those guys that hey, he's gonna be a perennial pass rusher, perennial edge rusher, edge defender. Like a rusher, edge defender um in the league for years to come. And I really wanted to highlight this play because yes, it's the second sack of two, but the big thing to me is this. Look at the move he put. Andre Dillard's hand right now has shot out, and it's supposed to hit his this shoulder over here. It's supposed to get to this shoulder. He's already shot his hands out. Will Anderson is appear, appearing to try and, like, bull rush it. And then he just makes a move. Makes him hit the wrong shoulder and leaves Andre Dillard in the dust. He's putting it together, just like you said, XO. And it's looking good. It's looking real good. Can't wait to see what happens this week. Because I think the first time we played them, the, the Colts, they weren't, we, they, we weren't ready. We weren't fully ready. All right. That's the last play, but there is one other thing that I wanted to do. I have one other play that I wanted to kind of look at. Um, so let me pull that up real quick, actually. Let me close this out. Open this up. Open this up. We're going to look at this play real quick. So we're kind of done with the film review. If you guys have any anything that you guys wanted to look at in particular or wanted us to talk about, go ahead and put those comments 
in the chat here. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. If you want to bring up a play, a certain time in the game, we could try to pinpoint that bad boy. Let us know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Leo coming out with the comment saying a weak side edge with this much discipline in the run game and the physical makeup of a speed rusher is really rare. You're absolutely right. That this isn't normal, right? You don't normally see people <laughs> this fast. You don't normally see edge rushers as as strong and as fast as him. Von Miller is probably one of the few, right? We're seeing it from Miles Garrett. Um, Nick Bosa's kind of got that same speed. That's, there's that's, some other Justin Houston got some of that yeah, speed. Justin, yeah, um, this is in like his prime. In, yeah, in his yeah, just in his prime is like we were just talking about uh, pass rushers that or edge rush edge defenders that have that same body type or that same archetype of like that six four two sixty sixty range that's that's a lot that's a lot of pause pause that's a lot of man right there so mm-hmm. it just uh, have the ability to have that much power to be that much of a run defender he doesn't get moved around by tackles like that he garners uh two defenders on pass rushes like you have to account for him gotta chip him so to have this much um authority and priority made by offensive coordinators like it's it's, it's rare to see like this, this is going to be a guy if he if, once he really puts all this shit together hopefully i'm gonna knock on some wood hopefully we have a jj white type jump where he go from fucking seven set seven nine sacks all the way up to fucking double digits so 20 20 sacks in a year so it's, it's gonna be fucking beautiful yeah yeah agreed agreed all right let's look at this uh, I wanted to kind of review this with you um, because uh, this play was a broken play and it's kind of, sh- it's right before that other play that we saw. Actually, it's right after that other play that we saw where I had broken, we had broken down uh, Derek Thomas. Uh, I guess, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to kind of play craft this out with you. I, I have, I talked this over with AD a bit earlier, um, but I'm going to play it real quick for you. Uh, uh XO and let you kind of see what you see and for everybody in the chat see what you guys can see and see if there's anything you would do differently about this play to make it better okay we're running back a couple times yeah okay running back give me two more times big dope yes sir okay all right, I get the concept of the play, which is a tight end do. Max protection. Interesting. All right, so we're running this. We're running this double post concept. Well, not even a double post concept. Uh, Michi is running like a uh, uh, a. I don't know what's the what's the he's running it, it looks like S route S route crosser. Um he has to get underneath the nickelback and then under over top the linebacker but underneath the safety to split the res, uh, responsibility. So you can see how he tries to stem up and get as soon as he gets behind the linebacker, he's able to break out. On the outside, you're able to see Nico Collins run a ninth, you know, fit fourteen yard post, but that's just given by the space since uh uh, since the, um, the 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 cover the coverage is that laxed, and so since we have this too this too high this too high look, 
um, with a mass protection, you're taking a receiver out that could have been like a hot route. So what Dalton Schultz would have been uh, doing in that situation if he wasn't needed there to block was he would have ran uh, a certain type of curl route or a certain type of out route and that avoided space right there that CJ escapes to. You have the running back on the outside escaping out the uh, left side of the field just to provide a safety route, a safety relief uh, towards the, the labor side of the field or the heavily labor side of the field just to, just to probably help with numbers. So it just uh, since we – it's a situation where since we have max protection, we took a receiver out. So it's really only three people running a route with a, uh, a safety valve hot route coming out. And these are some long developing routes. So you have these long developing as routes into a two safety high look and a, a condensed uh, coverage look. So if you don't have somebody to eat up yards to get open fast enough, so the only possible person that could probably do that is Michi. But with uh, with the look, or with the look that they got with the two safety high, or not even the two the two high, it you have a good linebackers and DBs that played it with enough depth, so they was able to cut off a lot of routes. So it's not even sometimes it is a safety, but also is the fact that you have linebackers that got to the proper depth to cut off some of the route concepts or just elongate the timing of it. Um, shout out to Aziz Al Shear for uh, disrupting the the route uh, just enough. Uh, to throw off the timing a bit, uh, Robert Woods on the outside ran probably like a, a comeback of some sorts just to provide enough room to pin down that corner. Yeah. And so, uh, it's a good play call by the defense, and it was just an interesting um, situation here where you just got – you really just got three long-ass development routes all at medium to deep deep lengths. Um, nothing, nothing is below 10 yards. Yeah, nothing's below 10 yards. And so uh, it's interesting with the mass protection look. Yeah. So in the playcraft section that we're going to have here, the thing that I really kind of wanted to do is see what we could do to try and make this play better. I I would like to kind of just try and make one change, right, if we can. Uh, can we make one change to make this better? I think we can. Um, I don't think we mess with Nico's route. I don't think we mess with Woods's route. I don't think we really mess with this over here. The thing I think we mess with, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, if you or if you think there's a better route. I think we need to change what Mechie's doing. Uh, okay. I think this is good because it clears out here, and I think this is good because it helps clear these guys out over here. Mm -hmm. um, but what happens here at the start, and I'll kind of do some some stepping through here. The first thing I see is you got this guy who is possibly going to be covering your inside or he could step out here. I would most make likely, this an option. Most right? likely he's covering the flats um, just by uh, just by the, the numbers to the side. You have a outside corner that's going to be taking up that the outside receiver. And you got a safety up top with um, just based on where the middle line, the Mike linebacker is on the play. And the leverage the will will linebacker Sam linebacker is, um, uh, you can if they do two safety high look. This one's probably pretty much guarding the flats to the outside. So yeah. Uh, so if he's guarding the flats to the outside, uh, oops, I went too far. So my thought was this: um, if he is going to 
take away your outside, right? We know what we have Dario and Gumbawale coming out here. If he's going to take away your outside and he's going to try and force you in, why not have the option, right? Why not kind of make this an option out here? So possibly if he option, stays inside. Option to what? Oh, go ahead. Keep, go kind ahead, of go. keep going outside and then go for the post, right? So he kind of runs like a, a an out and then a post, right? He starts kind of kind of like that's what he tried to do originally. So yeah, he just but well, he just goes for this S route instead. Well, it's not the S. It's not the predetermined route. It's the fact that since he was he had inside inside a uh, inside release, that route dictated the top of the beginning of the route dictated itself by the inside release. After he was able to release, you see how he stems up and does the uh, the post break uh, that Nico Collins does at the same depth. And so you see at the beginning of the route that DB was able to throw off the timing to uh, change his uh, release on that play. So yeah, his yeah. play, he was supposed to run a simple crosser on his play, but with the, the jam at the beginning of the line, uh, his route uh, design of it kind of deters. What the best course of action, what he probably learns now is, all right, if he if I get thrown inside like this and I still have a crosser, he's able to he has to decide, all right, am I really gonna try to cross over the top uh, on the backside of the linebacker at this point since he already sees me? Or does do I try to beat him inside and try to see if the linebacker's really gonna pull with me? Uh come with me on the uh, to the uh other side of the field. Uh so like if he run the play, at a point in time he has to decide, all right, do I fit on the backside of his linebacker or do I cross his face? And so at a point in time, if he just decides, all right, if I'm pushed this far inside, fuck it, just run that, uh, turn that crosser into like a elongated slant, uh, give it an angle so you, you hit the voided spot, and not really chase uh, that that outside linebacker, but chase or try to get to that linebacker with the numbers. You're you're smart enough to know like, all right, uh, replace the open space and just watch out for the safety coming up top. Yeah, um, which is being uh, this guy. He's the only one that you really have to worry about because these two guys are occupied by him. So this is why I would say an option, right? If he's getting jammed like this or he's getting pushed like this off the line, and he knows he's got to he's got to get this leverage so he can get up and over, right? Because CJ's we'll see it from the, uh, the the tight view, but CJ looks his way, notices he's not open, and that's when he pulls the run. Like he didn't look at anybody else. He knows this is his route that he's trying to go to. Yeah. And so the it's, way that he ran it, um, he do he couldn't do anything so as soon as he pulled it. So at a point in time, so you see how he crosses. Uh uh Aziz Al Shahir was able to um open up his body uh to make sure he picks up this route. If Michi understands, like, all right. The illusion of this crosser is going to be beat, and we I have a, a linebacker that understands he has to carry me to the other side of the field. At that point, just make it a foot race. And so pause it. Ah, so uh as soon as like right before he stems up, a little bit more right there. He he can give a double move to fake stem up and continue on the crosser, uh coming across the 20. As a max depth of the 22 to the 23, he can stem up there. 
And so, and that's the place he can be. Because that's the place where Robert Woods, whenever he runs his crosshair at times, he he's able to understand those um those um those concepts of like, all right, I gotta run in the voided space. Oh uh, shit, the linebacker already peaked me, so I gotta create another move to get open. Yeah, so yeah. It just takes uh with him, I think it's just more PT time he has. But I don't know how much I don't know how much time he really gets yeah. to run plays with everybody. The other side is going to be what I was thinking. So you have this option, right? If you know this guy's trying to push you inside, kind of stem up. That's kind of what I was saying. Stem up here, maybe go right here, and then go for Like, stem like you're going up to force him to come inside, and then, you know, now you make it a foot race to the right here-ish. And get that ball and just go as fast as you can to get to the – at least try and get to the first down or make it a simpler option to try and go for fourth down there. But the other thing is if he's trying to, to push there, possibly stay outside and then come back in. Force him to either follow you, right, and, or and, and occupy this safety. So something so can happen a, there. So the problem is on the jam. Since the def- defender knows that I have to get the flats and Michi – understands I gotta get across the field at a certain time. That's why I automatically went for the inside release. And that's why the defender immediately went back to guarding the flats because he, he notices other oh, running backs about to come out. Yeah. So I will it would have been better if you get the outside release and able to sneak through uh and make the linebacker try to find Michi. Um because then it's all on the safety, right? Because now he's not, he hasn't crossed his face and gone into his sphere of influence and then crossed both of their faces, essentially. Mm-hmm. Now he's gone out here, forcing this guy to kind of follow. Because now he's Michi got the is able to get an outside release and get um to like a good depth to the outside of that linebacker. It's going to be a point in time that play where the linebacker will have to look around or to fade back into his depth for the coverage. And so at that point in time, you have a linebacker with hot feet trying to figure out, all right, is there anybody coming into my zone? And so that's when the crosses are daily because a receiver knows what he's running. And so if he's able to get a, a, a half a second edge on trying to run the play or half a second edge of understanding where to go to, um, he can beat that. Because once you know the, the, the line of if he's even, he's leaving, as soon as I'm even with you, I'm able to go. So what Michi has to learn, like in situations like this, I know you're taught to fit over top the linebacker and right below the safety for the crosser. At that point in time, look how you got the linebacker. You could give him the double move and continue the crosser. Because you don't have, at that point, uh, it's just interesting. Like, because that comes down to the receiver coach, QB coach, and like this, the, the, the comfortability you feel uh, Michi has. And Michi understands, like, how I, I can't stem up since the linebacker already noticed me. I can give him a move and just break across, uh, come across his face and just, just get open. Yeah. So I just think it just takes time for me to just understand. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things I would uh, – To have that available. So one of the things I would add is try to just make Dalton chip other than – Making that block. Yeah, so he I can guess. go out as the hot route. Um, 
Yeah, but if you chip enough or if you don't chip good enough, you you're able to fuck up the timing of a of a tackle. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, that's true, but if he just chips here and kind of gets to the flats. out the right here, yeah. right? This guy is he's being occupied. He's he's not going to get there. So now you have a blocker here. But realize this guy this, has that's what this. That safety is looking at Dalton and the quarterback at this point in time. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna crash down, right? Yeah, as soon um, as Dalton slips out, he's crashing down on that bad boy. But that's a that's the whole thing about the crosser being able to work. If the if Dalton slips out, he demands the eyes of that safety drifting back on the 10 on the right side of the numbers, opening up the edge of that raw of that uh, crosser for you to float in a wall. Yeah. For allowing him to put the ball here. Yeah. Without any hesitation. But because he doesn't leak out, he's now got a triangle of people here and you can't throw this ball unless Mechie blew by these dudes and was in the end zone. But he wasn't. So that's kind of my thoughts. Um, put it in the chat what you guys think of the play. Uh, if there's anything else you guys would have done. Uh, or EXO, if there's anything else you would do here, I think we kind of have said what we would have done to change the play enough. All right, we've talked about playcraft. Let's let's have a little bit of a discussion here. We've 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 talked about a good chunk here, so let's have some discussion. The first thing I definitely want to bring up is let me pull this up real quick because I wanted to have some discussion. First, it's been a while since we've gotten the chance to have discussions. So first off, how are you guys? How was your new year? How was your Christmas? We'll start with you. So how was your new year? How was your Christmas? How was everything? Oh, you there? Oh, hey, how are you doing, my bad? How was me? I'm, uh, I'm all right. Got a, a new... Got new things opening up on my end. Uh, new journeys. I'm taking steps in and career-wise. So just uh, trying to figure everything out. Haven't been really available there because closing out, closing out one thing or one company and I'm going into a different way. This is interesting, man. Interesting. Tiring, too, man. Tiring. Same for me. It's not the easiest thing to do. But enough about life. Let's talk about playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. Playoffs. Exactly. Playoffs. Saturday, we know if we're in or not. Winning, we're in. Losing, we're out. The playoffs are on the horizon. Is it possible? Put your comments in the chat about that. Do you guys think we have a shot at the playoffs? I think we do. I think... We have a shot not just to get in the playoffs, but to make some hay in the playoffs. Um, this team is starting to get healthy. We're starting to get right. We've got some good pieces. Derek Barnett, Tyre Tart, uh, Will Anderson's coming back. John Grenard's probably going to be back if, if we make it into the playoffs. Tunsil probably will be uh, Tunsil's back this week. We're, pro we're probably going to have Noah Brown back. We're probably going to have the full slate minus tank back this week. Um so if we're going to have that full slate back, what do you guys think? Who would you like to play in the playoffs in the first round? 
who do you think we have a home game already the seventh seed? Like, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think, XL? Um, I think this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, I'm not really... Let me choose the word wisely. I feel like we have the full ability to be, win this game, but I'm also aware of the fact that the Colts find out over the last weeks, figured out ways to win games. And it's... Is that a point like, all right, I don't know what type of year they're having. Uh, we all know that Gardner Minshew is a guy. Not really a guy, but he's he's a serviceable enough quarterback that's confident enough to not really destroy or, like, implode in games. And so they trust him enough throughout the whole year to get him through the year and in enough time for AR to get back. So um, there they are competencies that I'm – worried about and the defensive backfield in this game that can make this game ugly if certain players in the defensive backfield are not ready to play or if they are ready to play if they don't uh, play with enough cohesion that things can go awry really quickly Um, um, but with our running game and with our defensive pass game like it's not bad but the the when the bad plays are the bad plays it's crazy like we should not be leading the league in big plays allowed so that we lead the league in over plays over 40 yards in the air allowed and plays over 20 yards like that that shit is fucking insane yeah. and so yeah. for a defensive minded head coach i know this has to be infuriating or if you're a defensive minded head coach like something has to give but if it's that many big plays to me, that just means like that is just mental errors at that point in time. Like somebody messed up mentally, or somebody made the wrong decision, or triggered on the wrong thing, or didn't trigger on the right thing, didn't pass off the correct thing. Somebody somewhere, some level of the the defense coverage uh, field, like they didn't do the correct thing, and uh, a crazy play, a big play happened. So. With a game like this, where a lot of things on the line is going to come down to a lot of players playing with the correct IQ, carrying out the correct scheme, and with this scheme, it's scary. With D'Amico, like all right, there's he puts a lot of trust in players, like a lot of trust in players. But at one point in time, like all right, if we do go a uh, uh, one safety high look, if we do playing cover three, we are playing cover one. We are most uh, rotating into a cover of six look or whatever fucking look we're trying to uh, do, uh, whatever exotic uh, looks. In which I do have my personal gripes with Demika Ryan's about these fucking exotic play calls he be doing sometimes, knowing good and goddamn well what type of DF- DBs we have. But that's another conversation we can have another day. Um, <laughs> but season. that's an off-season conversation. Um, but the way that uh, these players have to play. Um, uh, this week, uh, uh, a lot of motherfuckers got to earn their paycheck. Um, I'm glad the addition of Kareem Jackson, the plays that we saw in Tennessee games, a limited amount of plays. I think he got like 20 plays in or some sort of like that. The players that I did see in me, and it looked like how you would look at a competent safety back there. Uh, we'll see when he, he gets tested more because I'm not, I don't want to mark my words. Let me go ahead and knock on some wood. Because I don't know, uh, I don't know what people would be able to see in the film in the Tennessee game. 
but the, I think they can be able to see enough. And it's a couple of shot plays they were they were able to connect on, and a couple other plays that either got called back by flags or just bl- mental blunders by Tennessee, or we just mm-hmm. made a crazy play. But there was definitely plays where hey, if you had a good enough quarterback, he's hitting for fifty, he's hitting for forty, he's he's hitting for a twenty-five yard gainer. So. Hopefully we have smart enough DBs praying that we have smart enough DBs at Saturday at seven o'clock and Indianapolis that can lock up Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce. And then we have a good enough box to contain Zach Moss and um, Jonathan, uh, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um, um, and Jonathan Taylor is a starter now. He's taking the most, he's taking okay. most of the snaps, but I will say this. Um, I, I agree with you on your point of the mental mistakes there have been a lot of them. We've seen them, right? Not only mental mistakes, but um, we've seen just lack of, lack of effort, right? Like just lack of effort, particularly from Steven Nelson and certain other players. But Steven Nelson, I'm calling you out, man. Like I have seen enough lack of effort from you that I need you to be better as a captain. You might be injured, but my man, you gotta get, I gotta see effort. If you're, if you're in the game, I need to see maximum effort from you, regardless of injury or not. Like I gotta yes. see it. And and that's one of the players that are is concerning me. Um, like that man is hurt. I don't know if he uh, he was in the chat when I dropped that picture. Uh, not, I dropped that picture when we got the we got the results of the injured players coming in and the injury report and the fact that he has a thumb, a hip, a a foot injury. Like my man's coming in there on the hospital gurney every game. And like, no wonder he's been getting cooked sometimes because, bro, he's, he's walking there taped up, <laughs> taped up, bandaged up, and ready out there to play. Yeah, two yeah, shots yeah. full of tra- – and two shots full of Toradol ready to run through a wall. So, hopefully hopefully we can able to crawl through the finish of the season, win out a couple of games, win out this week, get to the playoffs, and make some noises first, first round because – Oh man, Steven Nelson's is a guy that I'm really worried about um, on this till half of the season since some of these injuries started to pile up on him. Yeah, and I'm worried about whatever safety plays with him because that's where the burning has been. Whatever safety's over the top, um, but the mental mistakes have been big, and it kind of jumps back into those injuries as well that I think are helping to cause some of those mental mistakes because our back end has really been fluid and so is our defense as a whole. It's just been so fluid. Um, and really so is the entire team. I think NFL NFL said that we've put our 17th player on IR most in the league. I believe the only team that has anywhere close is the Browns. Um, so it's like, we are, we are super injured. Uh, and th- those injuries, yes, it's crazy. Some of those players are not even like the best of players. But when your predicted starting left guard is out, when your starting uh, right tackle is out, when your uh, one of your centers that you had is out, when you had um, when you have your your best your one A or one B wide receiver out, right? That's cr- like. You're you're missing so many pieces that 
like your you, one of your captains is on IR. Your Jimmy Ward, you give us four games essentially. Sheldon, uh, not Sheldon, not, Hassan don't, Ridge. Don't give that man four games. Give that man two. Yeah, the man he, went out first. King of going out first drive. It, it's it's insane. We, we King of going out first team. drive with a C on his chest. King of going out first drive with a C on his chest. We got yeah. three box safeties, and a, two of them got fucking captains. Bro, I mean, not even goddamn stuff. It's it's crazy. The injuries have messed us over. But also, I need us to have consistency in the run game. One of the things that's been good against the Titans was the run game, and then we kind of abandoned it versus the Browns, and we just didn't use it at all, really, versus the Jets. Um, I I need us to be consistent. I need us to say we're going if we're going to run the ball, we're going to run it consistently. We're going to use the play action. It's been working with Devin Singletary in this op- in this offense. Use it. Make it work. Don't abandon it when you're up by four. Run the ball. Keep taking time off the clock. But also, I need us to stop making the mental mistakes of trying to not only push the ball downfield when it's kind of covered and it's not the best, but take what the defense is giving you. We've seen this all year. We make mistakes that are, it's our mistakes. It's not the other team that beat us. Most of these, these, these games, it's not the other team that beat us. They didn't beat us. We messed up and lost the game. That Jags game, they didn't beat us. They weren't the better team. We were dumb. Jalen Petrie lets a, a Christian Kirk run in front of his face and doesn't help with coverage with Tavier Thomas trailing five yards behind him. Like these are mental mistakes at the end of a half. You can't do that. Like these are mental mistakes that we got to fix. Well, predictions. Exo, what are you predicting? What are you predicting for this game? Um, I'm predicting we got two teams vying for a playoff berth, a playoff spot. Um, two teams that really weren't uh, you know, destined to be there or kind of to be there at the beginning of the season. You got two teams fighting for respect of the league. And so I feel like we're going to get a pre-playoff atmosphere type of game on either side of the ball. Uh, end of the season, got a lot of players trying to cash in on contract incentives. So we got to have a lot of players play, hopefully play out their mind or trying trying to play better. Hopefully we uh, are calm enough and wise enough to play. Um, uh, hopefully, I'm thinking if we're able to, if we're able to, if we're able to, okay, if we're able to stop or hold down um, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss keep that running game under 80 yards. Let's say 90. Give them 90. Give them 80 yards, 80, 90 yards split between both of those bastards. Um, we're able to account for Olive Pierce, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's the thousand yard receiver. He handles anything short to medium. No, he handles anything medium, takes it deep. 
Josh Downs. Is Josh the one. Downs. He's a, your speedy guy. He's your speedy guy. They line up. Um, they do line him up all over. I can't just say he's just a slot. They try to move him around a couple times, get him in motion and shit like that. Um, if you can able to, if I rather, if we can't, I'd rather get beat by Josh Downs than Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman. I'd mm-hmm. rather a little scampy guy tear us the new one uh, than Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. I'd rather neither of them, but I know with our defense, somebody's going to have a good day. I'd rather be the slot guy. Hopefully, over get into the red zone area, his shots are not as easy to get. Um, I don't know their injury report for the Colts, so hopefully we have a, a bunch of people questionable, so I don't know who all is going to play. I would assume a, a good chunk of those guys are going to play, if not all. Um, okay. But I do have a Texans win at the end of the game. It Yours sounds much closer than mine. For me, I believe that the Texans think we win, and I think we win kind of handily. Um, I think it's 31-21. I said this earlier. Um, and the reason I say that is the first game of the season, that was kind of a fluke. Um, Anthony Richardson went out there. He scores seven. We fumble on a strip, we strip sack fumble and the Colts take over. And then the next play they score again. So 14 points right off the bat. I think it was at eight minutes or something like that. That or six minutes. So. After that, after those 14 points in six minutes, the Colts only scored a total because they they scored 30 points. They scored 16 points the entire rest of the game. And remember that it was 14-0. After that point, we scored 21. I think we we came out a bit flat and we spotted them seven points. Um, But that that was us still learning. We were still learning who we are and what we needed to do. We weren't playing tank that much. We hadn't changed to Devin Singletary for our run game. Uh, We didn't even have Laramie Tunsil in that game or Titus Howard uh, or Juice. The center was Jarrett Patterson, not Michael Dieter. Um, So the only player that they have faced on that line is Shaq Mason that they know of. Oh, no, George Fant was there, too. But he might not be playing. It's probably going to be Laramie Tunsil. And Charlie Heck was the right t- is now the right tackle. Um, yeah. So it's a completely different offensive line, mm-hmm. a completely different CJ, completely different running back room, um, completely different OC. Yeah, like the OC is not the same as he was before. Um, we got Derek Stingley playing out of his mind now. He's he's fig- he's coming into himself. Um, yeah, Kareem Jackson Christian, is back there now. You got a uh, Christian Harris back there. Yeah. You got uh, Blake Cashman. That's I believe up. Christian didn't Christian Harris get benched because of the last time we played them. Mm. He's trying too much. Yeah. So and so the like this is this is a game in which it is completely different players that are going to be back there. Last time Henry Tooto had to be back there because Denzel Perryman was hurt. So. We're going to get our starting linebackers back. We're going to have Kareem Jackson, who's seen the Colts enough to know what they're doing. Um, 
he knows he knows this team very well. He knows the Texans very well. He's going to know about this game and how to hype the team up. So uh, I think we go in, we win 31-21. Thank you. Um, and we – I think we, we go into the playoffs strong. We get our players back. I don't care who we play. I know I've said it a lot that I – I don't want to see the Bills or the Browns in the playoffs, but it doesn't matter who we play. I would like us to see Miami to start. Um, I, I, I think Miami or um, I would like to see us play even the Ravens. I think we got a chance on them. But if we're talking about strictly this game, I think we go in there. We're tired of being disrespected. Retired Colts fans saying, Oh, we've owned you. We've made the Super Bowl. We've won a Super Bowl. It's time to end all that junk. It's time for us to show that this ain't the same Houston Texans. Like, I know people are going to kill us for this draft. I'm going to say something funny real quick and then we'll talk about it in the offseason because I think this needs to be talked about. But the trade isn't even unheard of because the Khalil Mack trade was pretty much the exact same thing. So I think it's time we come off that horse. Also, I know we talk about that trade being bad, but we only talk about it being bad because we are pay- we think we paid too much, not because Will Anderson isn't playing well. Like, he's playing well, so let it go. We paid a bunch for him. He's playing well. It's worth it because we're winning, and winning cures all. So let's let it be. All right, let's talk about questions. If you guys have any questions, any thoughts, anything you want us to really talk about, put that junk in the chat. We'll talk about it. If you guys don't want to put it in the chat or you guys are in later, put it in the comments so that we can read it later. We can uh, get that information and we can talk about it in the next video. We can talk about it with you in the comment section or we can just talk about it on Twitter or Discord if you got that. you see our information down below. You can also email us at uh, at the moderate Texan at gmail.com, as you can see in the description below. If you guys don't have any questions, I don't see anything in the chat. Let me know if you do. XO, I think you should be able to see that. Um, just remember, guys, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow XO. You guys, his information is down below in uh, the description there. As he gives me more information, uh, or as he if, as he can go in himself and do it, uh, go ahead and 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 follow him on all forms of social media. Um, feel free to email us. Feel free to chat with us. We're always here to have good conversation. Join Texans Twitter. Enjoy the firestorm of of ridiculousness that is Texans Twitter. I'm um, just trying not to go mad in the process of doing it. As always, this is a podcast, not just on YouTube. You can find this on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, many um, other places. The podcasts are 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 out there because you could just get the information for it. You can get that uh, that code for it and, and use it that way. If there's nothing else, because I don't see any questions or anything else in there, I would thank everybody for coming in. The wife, Kelly Williams, as you guys can see, she's up there. David. Joey, Texans22, uh, thank you guys for coming in there. AD, Leo, Jerry, uh, all you guys, it's, it's super appreciative. 
of, of you guys coming through and, and commenting and, and just having conversation with us. As you guys know, we like to go through the darkness, look, look into it, find just a little bit of light and bring everything right back to the middle. We thank you for coming back to the middle with us. I am Jay, a.k.a. The Moderate Texan. That, Nexo, go ahead. What you saying, man? Yeah, man. Y'all stay safe. Happy New Year and let this be a prosperous one, fellas and ladies. You guys take it easy. Have a good one. H is up. Much love to y'all. See you after.